have reached is not in service. This is a recording. Okay, joining me on the line, guys, is none other than Johnny Osborne. What's going on, Johnny? Hey, what's happening, Doc? How you doing? Good to talk to you again. Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast listening to some Judas Priest jugulator and drinking a bottle of wine and hanging out, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, what's the weather down there in Florida? Man, I went swimming today. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I didn't get a phone call from you saying, Hey, Doc, I ran out of suntan oil. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, ran out of suntan lotion. Now, when you live in Florida, you get you get that tan, and if you keep up with it, That's it. you got to be careful and put that sunblock on. That's it, man. It's uh, a little chilly here in Pittsburgh tonight, man. It's about twenty degrees. Oh no doubt. I've been through town in the wintertime with that with circle to circle. And let me tell you what, it was cold around there, but oh, you yeah. know how to make a Philly cheesesteak, so uh, I didn't care. <laughs> That's it. Hey, uh, for the people who don't know, man, give us a little rundown on the history. You've been playing drums. All right, man, you've that's, been that's real cool, man. I can do that for you. You've been playing uh, drums since, what, third grade? Yeah, I've been playing drums since I got lucky and ended up in school. I was like a problem child, always sneaking out of class and jumping out the window and going <laughs> and chasing girls. <laughs> but um, I got lucky and started early music age at a school that was, you know, really specialized in, in music. So at that point, um, uh, I just kept playing music and kind of turned into a band nerd. And then I got together with a buddy. I said, hey, man, you should get off that trumpet and learn how to how to play guitar, man. We'll write some songs and just check it out. And so, all right, all right. So we got our first gig at, at, at the at our grade school, like in eighth grade, and we're like, oh, man, we're all scared. I'm dropping my sticks all over the place. And, and we did a Chicago tune uh, by the band Chicago, and we were really scared with our stupid, dorky clothes on. Next thing you know, we looked up, and everyone ran to the stage. They wanted to hear electric guitar and drum slamming. And we're like, wow, look at this. All of a sudden, we were cool. We're like, all right, quit school, get a band. <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody's dream, brother. Yeah, so yeah. me and him started writing songs. His name's Alan Angelina from the very first band I was in called Dark on Reach. And uh, we were just making songs. We built a recording studio with a guy for a couple million dollars and started tracking songs. And I bumped into Oliva and I bumped into Steve Wackles at a, a tour they were doing with uh, Ronnie James Dio and Megadeth and uh, sent them some music. And they said, hey, man, that shit sounds pretty cool. Said, okay, man, that sounds great. You guys want to produce a record with us? Said, yeah, sure. So they flew to Chicago and we hooked up and, and we uh, recorded a, a, a album together. It got released on a, uh, a English record label. Went pretty good. Right. And we started playing a lot and hitting the Milwaukee, Chicago scene pretty hard. And that was a lot of fun. And then talked to John. John's like, you need to get to Florida, man. I'm telling you, there's a lot going on and blah, blah, blah. And right. I was like, man, you know what? Maybe I'll check it out. So I went down to Florida and uh, checked it out. I said, oh, not going back to Chicago. Be <laughs> nice here. <laughs> so. And Dr. Butcher formed. Right. Apparently, Chris and John had been working on it for some time. He said, hey, man, look at this crazy drummer, man. We just started having fun. And at first, it was just like a little bit of a joke. 
Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great, jamming with the Sabotage guys, man, this is a fucking pretty cool thing, and right. John had songs that, I don't know if you can swear, um, on the line, <laughs> but he had a song called Shut Up and Fuck, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. the Molester, and, and it was a joke, we were just going to play some songs for fun, and and really hadn't thought about doing a recording and play a couple shows because we were pretty hungry. And, and we did, and it sold out, and we passed the lyrics out with YouTube Justice. Next thing you know, the promotional company had it going. There was fire trucks at the show. Uh, I look up, <laughs> and we was throwing people off the stage, and they're flying through there, hitting the bar. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so awesome. So yeah. a, a record deal kind of sparked. And... Uh, that's when Dr. Butcher had been thought of for a couple of years while Chris and John were touring with Hall of the Mountain Tour. Right. And I got the pleasure of hanging out with those guys during that writing session because if you ask a lot of Sabotage fans, one of the biggest things that are really cool and, and one of the favorite albums of all time is Hall of the Mountain. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, so, that album's just, it's a legend. You know, it's legendary. It that was just killer, and also all the it other, is. you know, all the other sabotage, early sabotage stuff, you know, was awesome. Oh yeah, man! The first song I ever heard it was called "Power of the Night." Right. I was like, "Who was this guy singing?" Right. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, that's fucking awesome! <laughs> so, uh, so, let me yeah, ask. and then Doctor Butcher formed. Uh, played some shows, some things were good, and we got a sold-out tour with Ministry and got ready to go. Um, sitting at Livestock, we, we recorded the album. Right. Chris Lee was built on stage with us at a couple shows and played a couple of Sabbath songs that John wanted to do. And we're sitting at Livestock and went for him to show up and they had a bad accident. So right. after that tragedy, it kind of put the brakes on the project. Yeah, I had a, I had a chance you look to look up the history of Sabaton. It just went crazy with a bunch of different band members and oh, yeah. a bunch of changes, and and Sabotage grew into TSO. Right, was and, uh, that, that uh, was in the works even back in the Butcher days. Man. Right, so it was pretty fucking cool. Which you know, TSO. I mean, is is John Oliva? You know, he's the mastermind behind it, as far as I'm concerned. Completely. <laughs> Well, Chris Caffrey had a big hand into it. Let me tell you all oh, that yeah. was going on when they were all well, writing together and Paul O'Neill. And right. Now, here's the funny thing of it. I remember one time we were in Queens and hanging out and writing songs for Dr. Butcher. We were writing the uh, hanging out and getting the riffs. And, and it, that was at the time when O.J. Simpson was at trial. <laughs> John, and, and that's what that song Juice is about. Remember O.J. Simpson? Oh, I yeah. was a big O.J. fan before he did all that stuff. I mean, I thought he was a phenomenal football player. Right. Like, you know, John wrote the song called Juice, and then we thought he was going to get the chair, and that's what follows up, and that's where that came from. It was kind of cool, really cool thing. And, uh, man, you know, it, it, it would have been one of those situations that I don't think if Chris you know, had had passed away, there would have been a lot more butcher music, but, you know, all respect for, for Sabotage and TSO and what it, and especially for John and his family. Right. You know, everyone just kind of backed up, and it's just one of the projects that get, get, 
take off. Right. But I will tell you, throughout the years, I mean, the fans have just been begging for another cool album with the original members. So, you know, I, I got to tell you, the little bird came on and flew to me and said there's possibly a chance of some writing going on. And that's the cool. only rumor going on. There's not a, a band and there's not a tour right. and that's thing. But, you know, if maybe if some songs get written and another release could happen, maybe something like that's really cool. Yeah, and of course, if anything in the music business gets a good response, so there'll be a follow-up date and maybe another record. But that's uh, always really cool. I, I keep in touch with Chris Caffrey and talk to him right. once in a while. And, uh, well, I see that really uh, and kicking ass with TSO. I'm really proud oh, of yeah. Well, I see they got uh, Ronnie Monroe in, from uh, Metal Church and TSO now. Let me tell you what, Ronnie's got some pipes, brother. If you've oh, yeah. seen him play live and put a microphone in front of him, the, P the PA guy better put the, the limiter on and the compressors <laughs> on because Ronnie will blow the fucking PA on you. He's an awesome, oh, yeah. awesome Well, he's actually he, he's working on a new top-secret project I'm not allowed to say, but I know who's involved with it. and it, It's cool. going to be I, awesome. I wish Ronnie the best. Of oh, yeah. I, I told him my happy new year and Happy Morning and all this stuff. So. Right. Pretty cool. Great, great guy, man. Of course, Ronnie Monroe's always going to be in the project. Man. He's oh, yeah. one of the legends of metal. Hey, I got a question from the chat room, man. From cool, man. Hit me up. I got the friends. <laughs> going to chat me up. Guy named Loud's in the chat room. He wants to know, how do you guys travel? Bus, van, Dodge, Neon? How do you guys travel when you're on tour? Uh, I, I tell you what, and, you know, just from touring out throughout the world and, and doing things, when you're doing your own solo project, sometimes you, you end up in a in a van, or, or but you, know, you always want to stay away from the Winnebago's, man. They break down left and right. <laughs> it's never happened to me, but stay away from those things. And in Europe, sometimes some of the smaller places you'll swing around in a van. You'll start off in the bus and end up in a van and switch to a bus and and whatever is available on the festival situation, right. you know. Right. But uh, mostly my favorite is, of course, to, to cruise around in a bus. It's just a little bit more relaxed than uh, your stuff right. on there. But uh, that's, that's the answer to that. <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you this. I know earlier this year you were working on a project called Heartstrings for Heroes. Yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, um, I'm working with Raleigh Feldman, and he played in, uh, with me in Circle to Circle. And I'm working with Nick Key, and uh, we were hanging out with Tez Gardner and trying to write some songs. And, and we spent a lot of time and, and gave some effort to these troops. Right. The project going on for Heartstrings for Heroes, and it, it donates guitars and money to the soldiers who are injured really cool for their motor skills and excited but right. I'm not doing too much right now we'll do something like that and, and help out right. and be for a very very good cause on that right um, so I mean what, what's next for Johnny Osborne man you got anything in the works or what's going yeah. on yeah man I mean, uh, I, mean I just uh, wanted to follow up and just basically see after the, the butcher thing went on I met with Zach we did circle Circle, and I met with Metallium and played with Caffrey with the Metallium band. Right. And that's where I met Raleigh, and I've been playing with Raleigh for at least 10, 12 years, and 
we have some music in the vault also a lot of people don't know about and uh, John Oliva was involved with us on this on some narrations and and some some writing with us and uh, we had some of that in the vault that we're digging up uh, digging up and we're pulling up a, a, a great super band right now um, we're doing a, what Ronnie's doing Ronnie Monroe's doing right now we've got a little hush out secret project but we got a pretty kick-ass singer that we're going to have lined up for this. And uh, we're getting ready to hit the studio. Very so cool. I got a new record coming out. And it's going to be a combination of the very first band that I ever started with, the guys I love from back in Chicago, Al Pangelini and all those guys, Don Nornberg and Eddie Porkchapa, and a flavor of Metallium and a flavor of Dr. Butcher and a flavor of Circle to Circle and a flavor of some other rock and roll right. bandits that we love. And let me tell you, this is, uh, I'm really excited about it. I got some interest going on with it. I have a nice uh, company interested in sweet distribution. Right. And uh, I'm having fun, man. Right. And that's the main thing. That's, you know, you that's what it's all about, man. You're really having fun. Right. That's what it's all about. Um, I got another. And, and it's about chemistry. Oh, yeah. I got guys I'm playing with right now, and the chemistry it just flows so good. Right. And every time we get together, it's like, it's really weird. We're sitting there slamming on a, on a great song, and we're laughing. We're giggling because we're just so happy that it's just locking in. And when you have a good personality between the band members as well as a flow for the music part of it, right. you lock in. You lock into a certain place, and it's just like nothing could ever tear you away. You're like, damn, this is the shit. So that's where I'm at right now. I got another uh, question for you from DJ Hawk in the chat room, man. She's one of the DJs here. Hey, DJ Hawk. <laughs> She's uh, DJ here at Hard Rock Radio Live. She wants to know, awesome. <laughs> what was your best show or craziest moment? Okay. We're going to go back to where uh, I flew out to Europe, and uh, this is the craziest show I ever did. And a lot of people have done a lot of things, but I got to experience something a little bit crazy that that, that I just, it, it was a, a halfway of talent and halfway of luck, and, and, and just got into a situation that's just so crazy. I flew out to Europe. I was doing some stuff with Dr. Butcher, and it's my first trip to Europe, and just signing some stuff, taking care of some business, and found out that uh, Chris Caffrey was on a tour with a band called Metallium. Right. And they were breaking the band, and the drummer was Mike Tarana. He played with Inge Malmsteen, and fucking music was badass. If you know any Metallium music, man, I mean, the, the very first album they did was just really cool. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, a Dr. Butcher song ended up on that album. So, after yeah, cool. he got a hold of me, and I was he's like, man, I'm not even very far from you at all. I said, really, man? Me and my buddy, we rented a, a Mercedes, got on the Autobahn, guess what? There's no governors on these Mercedes out there, man. We haul that. <laughs> We're doing about 150, 160 miles an hour hauling ass cruising. This big semi-jackknife in front of us, and just the, the tail of it went all the way to the left, 
and then it went back all the way to the right and got out of our way and we zoomed past it and then he slowed it down he's like you know even if i wanted to put the brakes on i wasn't going to be able to without this car flipping head over head i was like oh my god we were going so fast oh wow so we get to the we get to the festival and it's in it's in Leipzig, man there's twenty thousand people there it's going on, man. I got me a big, huge one of those German elephant beers, sponsored <laughs> beer, and you know what else that you can get over there legally. Right. Go ahead and you know, having a good time. I got my backstage pass. I'm all hooked up, ready to go. Just check things out. Wow, check out the big sound system. Nice, loud, cool, man. This is awesome. Europe is so cool for the outdoor festivals and, and the open air stuff. Oh yeah. And. uh Henry came up to me and his head's down and the bass player came up to me and I, and I knew the guitar player, Matthias, you know, from meeting him and uh, their heads are down and they're like, man, you're not going to believe this. The press is here, the radio station's here, our, our label's here, our distribution's here, the tour people are all here, everyone that, that, that devotes all the money to this Italian band's here and this Mike Toronto, he had quit Oh wow! Quit the band, and left them hanging. And I was like, "Oh man, that sucks. You guys got to cancel. It sucks, man. It's too bad." And I'm like, "Hey, look. Is there any way that you could do this show with us?" And I'm like, "Oh no, man. This is. I haven't even heard the music." Gabri came up to me and said, "Oh, one of the songs is uh, uh, Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water." I said, oh, yeah, I know that song. No problem. <laughs> double bass real fast. I'm like, okay. Because remember that Butcher song that didn't make it to the album? This one, da 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 Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Okay, you got that one. Next, um, here's the CD. Listen to it and fucking just play your ass off. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Right. i help you guys out. So I got on the kit stage, and this is a big stage where the kids are on risers with wheels and Right. So they got the kit all set up. I set up the kit and I got the CD player and I started working on the songs. When you know it, the CD player died. Oh, man. So I couldn't <laughs> work on the rest of the songs. So guess what? I just warmed up and went out with the band. Came out there and slammed it out with them. Right. Of course, it wasn't super tight like we liked it, but um, we got through it and ended up with a nice ending and jammed it out with the uh, Deep Purple song and did this, the Dr. Butcher song. Next thing you know, everyone's coming up to me, hey man, why don't you stick around in Europe right. and we'll do the tour. And I did, I stayed and, and finished up and we rehearsed it tight and did a nice big fat tour with uh, Primal Fear. Like throwing you to, that's like throwing you to the sharks. <laughs> hey, let me tell you what, and you're up to the reporters and the people from all the rock magazines and stand there with their pencils and pads and they stand behind you and they watch you and you're not doing everything the same. The press came out and said, how come, how come everyone in the band would visit the drum riser so much 
They said, hey, that's not Mike Tehran on the drums. I'm like, what? They said, that's Johnny Osborne from Dr. Butcher. He covered him because Mike quit the band. Wow. I got a bunch of good press. I got a bunch of good tours. And, and here I am still making music, man. I'm a blessed guy. Oh, you're a killer musician, man, a killer drummer, without a doubt. <laughs> Thanks. We're coming up your way, man, to make some noise real soon, man. I got working with Tad as Gardner. Tad, Tad, Tad is, our, um, is our bass player. Okay. And I want you to think of this, man. You know the Fantastic Four? Yeah. The Thing. <laughs> the Thing, okay. All right, I'm talking about this fucking big, huge monster guy. No one would ever argue with Pat that he's got a bass on him and he's just slamming with me and drum snags. Pretty excited about this project, man. Really Very cool, excited. man. Can't wait to hear it. I think it's going to be killer. Oh, you will. Let me tell you what. I've known you for quite some time. You're going to get the, the, the pre-tapes on everything, man. Cool. I think I... Uh I think the first time I met you was here at the Hard Rock with C to C. Yep. Yep, that's right. And I think that was the night that uh, Mitch lost his balls. <laughs> but we won't go into that. <laughs> Mitch is awesome, man. We had a great run, Raleigh and I. Right. Raleigh, Raleigh and I did a band called X-17, and we did a lot of recordings. And this is like a little bit of a branch from some of that. Right. Some of the stuff that we did with the Savage guys, but... Basically, um, he's the, the, the real big reason that, that some of this stuff is happening because him and I got together on the writing angle of things and really, really connected musically. Right. Oh, he, he's very talented, too. I mean, all you guys uh, are. Oh, let me tell you something. He's great. You, you can grab, I can go to his house right now and go, we're going to the studio now. You know, the, uh, um, uh, okay. And we'll go to the studio. He'll take care of all the guitar parts, all the triple harmonies, all right. the vocal parts, helping out uh, producing vocals, doing the triple harmonies on that. I mean, it's just, ah, he's a godsend. Right. We're a great team. Uh, uh, other guitar player, Nick Key, unbelievable. Yeah. And this, this guy, he's got a lot of humor, and he's always joking around and, and having a good time. He loves to play. The talent level is way up there, and um, you're gonna you're gonna hear a little bit of humor in, in some of his music too, man. And it's not in a bad way at all. It's, it's a very killer, creative way. Cool. So very cool. I'm really blessed with a with a handful of great guys, and and uh, man, what can I say? I, I guess I'm appreciative right. of you know working. With people like you and people like the, the band I'm in. Right, exactly. And uh, hey, Johnny, I don't want to hold you up too much longer. So uh, you know, well, I know you got to get. I know you got to get back to that bottle of wine and sitting out by the pool, get your suntan. So you know. <laughs> hey, hey, you know how it goes. Hey, Doc, the sun went away already, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, if you ever want to come visit me, you're a guest with me. Very cool, man. I appreciate it, brother. Looking forward to seeing you again, man. Stay in touch, and uh, you know we'll definitely be talking. And uh, well, I tell you what, too, is I get some solid tracks down. They're coming your way, and uh, we need your approval first before they go on the album. Okay, very cool. Um, let's 
uh, let's have you take us into uh, Dr. Butcher the Altar, man. Can you give us a little history on that song, and then we'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. it was a joke. And uh, um, there was a big, you know, Dr. Butcher, a lot of stuff. John's a big fan of watching sports and watching news all day long. And uh, it was uh, at the time when uh, uh, there was a corrupt priest situation. Right. You know what I mean? At, at some type of church and some little kid got molested. And if you listen to the words, it's kind of like, ah, you know, about that subject. And right. Unbelievable. And you know why we get, you know, for that song, there's a little, there's a little, little piece that goes in front of that that we used to do. And it's not, I don't, I'm not sure if it's even on any of the recordings, but we would do that. And, we would build a table on stage and put John inside of this table with a like a with a with a covering going around it. Right. And then what we would do is cut a hole in the side of the table and, and stick John's head through it. And then we would put a dinner lid over it, like a big dinner, like you would yeah. type of lid we put over a big turkey or a ham yeah. or something like that. We put vegetables around it and everything like that. And, made a tablecloth and bottles of wine everywhere. <laughs> and then when that part came out, we lifted the top off, and John would sing that part. We had a microphone in the vegetables, and he would sing into that part. And when when the when the altar started and came out, and John would lift it up and smash the table off of the stage and everything that was on top of it, yeah. and he would have a priest outfit on. Oh, man. <laughs> and we went into that song. Very cool, very and cool. That, and that, that's just some of the entertainment that Dr. Butcher used to do, a little bit different than everybody else. Right. You know, John, he also got electrocuted on stage, you know. It, it was completely crazy, man. <laughs> Something I'll never forget. Yeah, I had a chance to... Uh, John Oliva was here at the Hard Rock a couple years back, and I had a chance to sit down and talk with him after the show. And he's just a straight up, very cool guy, man. Very laid back and takes his music very seriously. And, you know, I mean, he's got one of those voices in metal that'll live on. You know. Oh, and that's what I was telling you. Remember the ah, ah, ah. Yeah. That was, that, that was just the coolest thing. And the first time I heard that, I was I was like, who is that? Yeah. Very cool. That's amazing. And and, and John singing really really put that staple into where and led them to where they are now with TSL, man. It's yeah. really, really amazing. And he's a very, very kind person. I mean, my nickname oh, yeah. for him is Uncle John. Oh, yeah, he was an awesome he's, dude. He's, a, he's always been kind to me. He's always been kind to any fan. I've seen him. Um, matter of fact, a friend of mine went to a TSO concert, and this friend of mine, uh, he had a tragedy happen, and... So for some reason, Trans-Siberian Orchestra music pulled him out of the tragedy. Right. And he started to believe in himself again and, and did really good and told John the story. John went right backstage at TSO. And this was on the last tour right here in, in Florida. John went right backstage and got a TSO tour jacket. A real tour jacket. Oh, probably wow. one of the ones that you can't buy. Right. Gave it to this. Uh, and it's been perfect. He came walking in with that thing on. He was so proud and happy. And 
Let me tell you what, Mr. Oliva is a class act. Oh, yes. 100% through and through. Oh, yeah. All right, Johnny. Hey, man, thanks for hanging out here tonight. And, uh, hey, thanks for having me, Doc. And uh, oh, no problem, you, brother. Miss you. And, hey, when the tour gets booked, we're getting together, and I'm going to work in an extra day for you so we can go get a steak and hang out, okay? Sounds good, brother. I'll talk to you soon.